Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. 2023 in the house. Crazy. Is it? It is. Uh, you know, every every year that passes by just doesn't feel real because, <laughs> listen, the world was supposed to end in 1999, remember? No, the year 2000. The year, what, yeah, what, but what? we're going to party like it's 1999, right? Because 2000, it was over. 2000, zero, zero, party over, it's out of sight. Like, that was the end. Like, so. Who sang that? Prince. Oh. Oh, no. I know. Oh, I didn't know that that was one of the lyrics. You sang it kind of like in like a rap kind of hip hop beat. So for a second, you threw me off. Nah, that was Straight Prince. It's party to like it's 1999. Yes, I know. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, prior to that, there wasn't like, I don't know, speaking for myself, I never really like thought into the future. Some like I was one of those people that got stuck on that bullshit. Like, really, know, it could be, it could, it could be real. Like, we could die. The world could, the world could potentially end. Oh, luckily that was before I dated you. I don't you know. Like, What's wrong with this guy? Hey, man, I was, a, I was, a, I was kind of a sucker back then. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um. So let's cheers to that. Happy New Year. Yes, happy New Year's. Yes. Good to be back. Good. Happy New Year's and yes, cheers to you guys. Happy New Year's. Ooh. Guys guys. I haven't drank tequila in a long time. I just took a whiff of this. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I could smell it from over here. That shit is strong. Mm-hmm. Whew. Okay. Oh my god. All right. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Well, I've decided. I've decided to start uh, this year uh, alcohol free. So I will not be joining Gina anymore on these uh, shit talk Fridays, sipping tequila. But um, yeah, I saw. That's what I wanted to say. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm very proud of Evo. Thank it's, you. I know it was a it was I know it wasn't an easy decision, but he's already starting to see benefits from it, yeah. and I'm really happy for him. I actually just started journaling, and I said that that was one of the things that I was grateful for. Yeah, I um, it just wasn't. It's just I've reached a point in my life where it just doesn't suit me anymore. So does not suit doesn't me. suit me anymore, and so it's time to close that chapter and um, you know, move on to something different. Yeah. Like marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and edibles. <laughs> um, we but love any, those. Yeah, right? Yeah. So episode 111, I feel like it's so fitting because it's January. It's the first month of the year. Um, I'm kind of one of those people that are into like signs. So mm. the fact that it's episode 111 and it's January and it's the first month and it's a new year, I feel like that's a good sign. So let's roll with that. So today we're actually talking about work-life balance while having relationships. And I say relationships plural because there's many different types of relationships that people can have. You can have a relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You can have a relationship with your husband or wife. You could have a relationship with your children. So there's different types of relationships that I think can really get lost in the sauce in a work-life balance so we're mm. going to talk a little bit about that i think evo and i actually have some really profound experience in oh, yeah. having a shitty work-life balance because him and i are perfect examples of people that were doing our work-life balance poorly for quite a bit of time but luckily this was quite a bit ago i would say more than five years at this point now right yeah so i would say about five years ago um evo and i were both working full-time 
um, I was working 40 plus hours. I would say that you were working 50 plus hours or something like that. I'm not really sure. It sometimes felt like more than that. And we were trying to manage our home life, our marriage life, our children's lives. And I feel like... Did you say work life? Yeah. You said home, children... Marriage, yeah, work life. Work life. So we were yeah. tr- we we were basically trying to have a work life balance, right? And we were failing at it miserably. I just think that what we were doing for maybe more than ten years was just surviving. Yeah, we definitely were. Um, we we're just going through the motions. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out that we felt that this needed to be spoken about because a lot of people may be going through struggles in their relationship right now where they may find, be finding difficulty um, achieving work-life balance. And mm. I think work-life balance, the word itself, says it all, right? It's balance. So as a child, you have to learn your balance. And many things in life, you have to learn how to balance them. And so a lot of the things that we're going to talk about here is how we learned how to balance. And we're going to talk about things um, like ideas and helpful hints on how to be able to balance these things in a relationship. Um, don't feel any type of way if you're hearing some of the stuff that we're saying, you're thinking like, oh, yeah, that sounds easy, because it, by no means was it ever. No. And so Gina's going to get into some of this stuff, but I just wanted to point out that it is a balancing thing. Anything that has balance needs to needs to get there slowly. Mm-hmm. It's not something that just happens overnight. Yeah, um, have you ever seen anybody measure anything? Imagine trying to measure something really quick and to get it to balance. Exactly. I just immediately think about being in the supermarket and just throwing like a bunch of things in one of those scales mm-hmm. and you're trying to get it to balance and you yeah. have to put any whatever you're putting in it, you have to yeah. put it in really slow because yeah. then it disturbs like the balance yeah. of, of the scale. Exactly. And then it takes forever for you to figure out what it is of the weight. It's a very delicate process of putting things on and taking things off, trying this and then that's not working and taking something out until you actually find that balance. Yeah. Um I think when it came to, not not I think, I know, when it came to you and I, we found ourselves, which I, I think a lot of people are going to be able to identify with this, we found ourselves a lot of the times so exhausted that we weren't able to put into our our life as much as we were putting into our work. And that's where it gets fucked up. And that's where you start to find yourself like in the negative when it comes to your life because you're putting so much of your energy into your job, into your career, that when you are home with your loved ones, when you are home with your children, things feel strenuous. And I know for me personally, there were many times when after a couple of days of work, because of the way that my schedule worked, I worked weekdays and weekends. So that's why I say a couple of days. So maybe I worked four, four days in a row and then I was home for one day and then I mm-hmm. went back to work for two days. The days that I did have off of work, I was depleted. And the, and, and the thought of having to do housework, errands, and then things, activities with your children because you know you want to have some sort of life, right? right felt excruciating at times i remember there were many moments where you would come to me and you would say that you wanted to you know do some sort of activity and i couldn't literally not peel myself off of the couch or i would want to sleep in like a ton i'm sure many people can identify yeah so let's talk a little bit about what it actually means 
to have a work-life balance. So it means having the ability to fulfill your work commitments while still having the time and energy to fulfill your personal commitments. And I wanna stress the time and energy of being able to fulfill your personal commitments because I think that's where a lot of people, they have the miss, right? You go to work, you give your all at your job for whatever the reason is, because I'm actually going to tap into why some of people will go to their job and do this. And then when you get home, you have literally no energy to put into your own personal life, your own personal commitment. So whether it be your relationship, spending time with your partner, spending time with your children, doing things around your house, you just don't have you don't have the gas, kid. Like it is gone. It's tough. Yeah. And um, as a woman, I felt like at even certain times of the month, I was even (laughs) worse when it came to energy. And I almost idolized you at certain points because you were able sometimes to push through harder than I was. And I found myself feeling like, fuck. And then a lot of women, a lot of mothers go through this like, guilt process when they don't think that they're home enough and they don't feel like they're doing enough because they're putting into the much of their job but then they want to be successful it's a fucking it's a conundrum so i want to give a little bit of statistics here so that you can understand that if you're feeling like this you're definitely not alone so i found a website called zippa and they did a, they have conducted research in the workforce workforce world and they do research on a lot of different topics so work-life balance was one of the topics and a statistic that they provided which i thought was really interesting is 80 83 percent of workers say that their personal relationships are negatively impacted by burnout from work this is combined with the fact that 25 percent of employees never or rarely take off days from work meaning that a significant number of our employees are missing missing out on meaningful time and connection with their loved ones because of their jobs. How many times did you not call out of work because the thought of not being there felt worse than staying home? Well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I never really felt that way about a, about a corporate job, <laughs> but when it came to I did. having my own business. Um, you couldn't you couldn't get you couldn't pay me to stay home yeah you know even if i was sick i i was never sick enough to stay home mm-hmm. um there was always a reason to have to go in yeah and it just felt like I, I it's hard to explain what it felt like it just there was there was my soul would not listen to my mind my soul was at work i had this drive to want to succeed and be the best that I could be because I knew that I stood to benefit the most. And so there was no negotiating with my brain. My my heart just did what it felt like it needed to do and no matter what. And so yeah, in that in those in those days, yeah. There was no staying home. And I honestly feel quite differently because I would do the same but I worked a corporate job 
or a retail job that was part of a corporation, however you want to categorize it. But I dedicated myself to this job and I put in a lot of time. And there were many times that I went to work when I wasn't feeling well. There were many times where I missed activities, especially on the weekends, because I worked a job that we were open on weekends. I can't tell you how many times I missed holidays. I missed birthday parties. I missed just like friendly gatherings because I couldn't be present because I had to go to work. And I remember for a time, I felt suffice telling myself that I was doing it for the greater good, which was climbing this ladder of success in this job. And then in the end, when I finally walked away from it, not that it wasn't worth anything, because I definitely learned a lot. I gained a lot of experience, but I lost a lot of time that I could never get back. And one thing that I feel like I learned when I stepped away from that environment was a dollar is always going to be there. The time with my children and family is not always going to be there. Mm. Like when my daughter and my son and my other son are a certain age, I'm never going to get that time back. Yeah. I can always make a dollar. So that definitely shifted my perspective. So let's get into a little bit of why people will go into a job and allow themselves to have this unbalanced work and personal life separation. This first reasoning is who I was and I think who you were. We just attacked it differently and it's personal perfectionism. It's many workers will get caught up in trying to do their job perfectly or outdo people that they currently work with, which then results in unnecessary long hours and high stress. I think you and I were doing that on a hundred. Oh yeah. I was doing it in the corporate world. You were doing it in a, in a business that you owned. You were pushing yourself in a way where it was like, if I'm not here day in and day out doing everything that I do, because no one can do what I do, everything is going to crumble. And my issue was I needed to be there to prove myself every time I was there. Because if I didn't, then I felt inadequate and I felt like my superiors didn't think that I could handle the job that I had or any other future prospects of a job. And I was literally killing myself at times. Do you feel like that the, the competitive nature also comes out in that? Where you're oh, f when you're striving for perfectionism, you are trying to achieve things on all types of levels. So yeah, you have to be competitive when you're doing that. There's no there's no way around that I would think, and mm -hmm. I'm super competitive. So one can one can argue that a person can be can get blinded by the competition. Yeah, for sure, because you are looking at it like there's a goal that I want to obtain. So how can I get to that end goal? And then you find yourself putting in so much to that that something else is something else is going to be a miss for you and then what winds up happening is your personal life takes that hit something's got to give yeah um and i did it for a really long time because i just didn't do it in my last job i did it in probably every job that i've ever worked in yeah for sure i remember the, uh, um, at honda you burned yourself out yeah i remember actually like being in tears one time with my boss because i was pushing myself to the brink and you realized how much you were missing at home yeah. and you were like caught in the between this rock and this hard place because all of that energy that you'd put into work had 
had gotten you a certain level of success, right? Mm-hmm. You you moved up significantly, especially for someone um, like yourself to be in that industry. That was a feat within itself. Yeah. And when you looked back, you found out that that came at an expense. Yeah, it, it came at a price. And the price yeah. was my personal life and my personal happiness and my mental health because I was doing what this exact definition of perf- personal perfection is. Say that three times fast. I was trying to outdo others. And I was trying to outdo others and not realizing that they and I lived totally different lives. So there was no way I was going to be able to compete at the same level that they were functioning. I was trying to compete with single men Mm -hmm. that had no wives, had no children. Some of them still lived at home. And here I was, a single mother of two children, trying to get in where I fit in and killing myself to do it and then finding myself in tears at times because I was burning myself out. So I eventually shifted away from that, but then I you know, I got myself in another position <laughs> where I was kind of doing the same thing, but, but different, but a little bit better, yeah. right? Well, you were being compensated a lot better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I didn't have to deal with a lot of, um, a lot of bullshit. Yeah. I mean... And it had its own yeah, bullshit. Yeah, its own bullshit. Definitely more perks. Better job all yeah, around. For sure. Um, so you, like I said, I don't regret it. You yeah. know, like I definitely, there were a lot of things I walked away from with that experience that I will always hold near and dear. And they were, it got us, it got us to where we are now. Yeah, so I'm grateful did. for that. But I learned going forward that I was never going to do it in the way that I did and from experience because of what it did to me. Um, so one of the other main reasons why people will have a negative work-life balance is because of company culture. And I can say that I also kind of was a victim of this. So uh, a lot of people will feel pressured from their company culture to never take a break. How many times did you find yourself working through lunch? There wasn't. I never took lunch. Oh, yeah. I stopped to eat and went right back to work the minute I was done yeah. eating. There was no... 30-minute, 40-minute hour break for me, ever. So another portion of this is um, being given a a large amount of work with not an ample amount of time to complete that work, and I was a victim of that. I used to get work piled on me, and then I found myself doing what a lot of people do, is bringing work home. I was getting... You know, I was managing a large cosmetic store. So as the store manager, I used to have to do a lot of like paper stuff, you know, like a lot of, you know, administrative, yeah, administrative back end financial stuff. And I would get tons of that. But then at the same time, I had to manage my team. So I favored managing my team over doing the paperwork because I always would say to myself, I could do that later. And then later turned into I will do that at home. Mm -hmm. I would do it on the phone in my car. I will take text messages at nine o'clock at night which created this dynamic where i was receiving burnout at work and i was receiving burnout at home do you remember how frustrated i used to be yes like it was yesterday oh my god um so when someone makes these when work becomes the top priority in a person's life, which means you have personal relationships, hobbies, um, everything else falls to the wayside, effectively destroying their work-life balance. This is what happens. So I think 
one of the things that kind of stands out as we've been talking about this, right, is when you think about work-life balance, when it comes to men and women, who do you think is more dis, who do you think is more, or if one of us are more affected? Do you think that that's possible that between the two sexes, when it comes to work-life balance, can one of us be more affected negatively? I think, yes, I think that, um, women are, are more affected negatively in that situation. Um, How so? It's my opinion that men are more willing to risk it all. Mm. They're, you know, they will sacrifice almost everything in the name of success and providing. Um, and will justify a lot and be proud of it. As long as they were, they know they can look at themselves in the mirror and say that they've achieved those things. Mm. Um, it's an interesting space, egotistical space to be in, but men can be very egotistical. So I think that yeah. they can be, get very wrapped up in that and um, think that everybody is supposed to just be appreciative of what it is that they're doing rather than hold them accountable for what they what it is that they're not providing which is, you know, a family man, a husband, a father. Yeah. You know, those things. Yeah. So, um, and the children suffer, wives suffer. My dad was like that. My dad used to say yeah. things like, I work, I work six days a week. I put a roof over your head, food on the table. Yeah, I never, That's I never, had, that conver I never had that conversation, uh, but it was, that was my life. You know, mm. the, you know, he worked six days a week. They never saw him in the morning. I barely saw him at night. Yeah. So. I always find it so ironic how you and I had such similar lives, but lived such different lives. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. I know, but it kind of bugs me out sometimes because Evo and I literally had the same father growing up. Yeah, yeah it is a little weird. Right? Yeah, but I think that, you know, we link on that. I know, but. Which is great. How what are the odds of that happening you know what i mean like you were you lived in new jersey i'm born in new york it, it sometimes i'm so mind boggled by that I but i yeah i guess i guess it is a little <laughs> it's a little crazy that you know out of all the people you've ever dated in your life you ended up marrying the guy whose father was just like your father yeah yeah kind of bugs me out so you That's are fake. right you are by the way you are right in saying that women are more disproportionately affected when yeah. it comes to work-life balance but not for the reason that you said it but not to say that that isn't a reason but the 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 major reason is because women are um a lot of women are single mothers they are head of household especially women of color will find it where they are trying to manage a work-life balance very differently than maybe a couple that is married, maybe uh, single people. They are trying to manage their life as a working mother mm. and trying to manage their children. So if they're also trying to be successful in their career and they got maybe a couple of children at home, the work-life balance really is something of great importance to a lot of women that are looking for a job or currently working in a job. I want to say from my experience though now I feel like a lot of women are really looking for different ways to seek out success in their careers and their happiness when it comes to what they do for work per se I 
I find myself finding women now that are doing things a little less traditional, but still traditional. So what I mean by that is like, I have another friend who is uh, another podcaster who just recently left their full-time job and is looking to pursue that, but is also staying at home with her children. So she's doing something that is not in the norm to do, mm-hmm. but doing something that is traditional. And I feel like I'm starting to see a lot of women that are like that. They're really putting that work-life balance at the forefront of what it is that they want for themselves and for their families versus taking a career and going, oh, I'll figure it out later. Because I think that's what a lot of women were doing in the past because we were just trying to gain traction in the work world. Right. And I think now that we have solidified that, we're like, all right, we got this. Let's move, you know, let's move, let's really make this work for us. You know, I recently just heard something that I don't know how true it is, but to say that there is no truth to it is that the work time, like the nine to five is really built on how men function versus how women function. So think about it. Um, We've talked about this in the past, like how men receive their hormones and how men are on a 24-hour cycle and women are on a monthly cycle. So a man can go to sleep and wake up and every day feel ready to go. Women don't work like that. So I think women are trying to find ways to still be in this work world, but different, more suited for us. And I'm happy that that's happening. So So. what, what do you, what, I mean, this is a little bit of a side question here but what do you think the ideal work schedule would be for a woman considering that 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 the traditional work schedule was built around how a man functions so and like i said i don't know if that's 100 oh, it true. sounds 100 plausible yeah right I, mean, I like i said not to say that there's no truth to it so what do i think is the ideal schedule for a woman i think it really depends on the type of woman i think that there are many women that would be happy with the option to discuss the option of how their schedule would be best suited to them well i mean all right granted not every man is suited for the nine to five right it just happens to be the general Mm -hmm. you know work window where you know most people go to work and it was based on you know you know a dominated male workforce correct so what do you feel like the general window would be for women yeah Again, I think it would be different uh, whether they were mothers or not. Because if they were mothers, then I think women who are mothers are going to, in some facet, would ideally love to have a, a career option where they could drop off and pick up their children from school. Mm, okay. Um, but if they were single, I think... They would still like a little bit more flexibility as far as the start and end time. See, I was expecting an answer that was more based around how the woman's hormone cycle functions. But then every woman is different. So I like know. that that's why it's hard for me to say what is the ideal. I think if the woman had an option to say, if an employer said to a person, a woman, we're look we would love to hire you. What is your ideal schedule? If a woman had that fucking option, I think the world would be our oyster because then we would put in as much as we could within that ideal time, mm-hmm. but it would work better for how we perform as women. 
instead of trying to like put us you know a, a square into a round hole you yeah know? but maybe, i could maybe, be way maybe, off maybe there maybe maybe if there was some type of um five-day window where uh on a monthly basis a woman was allowed to um check into work a bit later you know have a bit more time in the morning um something along those lines right because i i think that it's really that that um the flow the cycle flow mm -hmm. right whereas that there's that week where things become a little difficult energy becomes um a little less available there's a change in the way that you feel so there should be some flexibility in the um your ob work obligation mm -hmm. on that week to compensate for the way that a woman feels i mean i think that that would I think that that would be great, but I would hate for parameters to be built around what, like certain allowances. I think if a woman or a man was given the option of what would their schedule be best suited for them, and then they were only gauged on their work performance and their output, like if they were still able to do their job, if their boss said, this is what I need you to do, I just, since you said that this is the ideal schedule for you, I need these things done within that time frame. That's it. Mm. I don't think it should be basically like, oh, five days out of the week. Because then I'm going to tell you right now, it, that's going to cause issues where someone's going to be like, well, why is she going to, you know, like it should just well, be everybody gets the option to pick their ideal schedule and you do the amount of work that is you are required to do in that ideal schedule. And that's it. I like the sound of that. Right? Yeah. I mean, listen, I didn't know what the answer was. I figured we'd just kind of start a little a little base of it and see, you know, see where it went. You yeah, know, right. Scratch the surface. You know, put, the, put it out there. You know, put it out in the ether. See what happens. Okay. So now that we're actually talking about some ideas to have to have a better work-life balance, <laughs> we're actually just rolling right into that. And I think, you know, you want to share with us some ways that people can try to figure this out if they're struggling with it currently or if they're maybe looking to start a new job and they want to not fall into that trap yeah definitely i mean i think that if you know if you're currently in a situation where you're feeling burnt out or you you're kind of struggling with the idea of things or just don't feel right at home or uh, you know you're spending a lot of time at work you're stressed out uh one way to manage your life where you can achieve work life work life balance is to set boundaries. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's important to separate your personal life from your work life. And if that means scheduling where work ends and your personal life begins, then you really need to set that hard line like do not bring your work at home. I mean, make that a rule. Right? Once you check once you're at home, you're at home and then that's it. And you're fully devoted and available for whatever it is that you have at home. That's the other life. And I know that sounds easier said than done. Yeah, because that sounds like some hard conversations. Have it to is. Happen. It is a hard conversation. But the reality of it is, and that all depends on, you know, what people accept their reality to be. Some people accept that like, hey, this is my life. I have work to do, even though I'm not at work. I'm not being paid for right now. Um, but I still want to be able to comply with the obligations that I have at work and not mm -hmm. look like I can't handle the job. Yeah. But the reality of it is when you're at work, you're only allowed a small amount of time for your personal life. And it's a very small amount of time. And if you take any more time than you're allowed to for your personal life, you get in trouble. Mm. You get penalized at work. 
So why is it that when you're at home, there shouldn't be that window or if not even smaller allotted for work? Yeah, I totally agree. I actually just had this conversation with someone that I actually disagree about kids getting homework. Yeah, that's a that that's a that's a slippery slope right there, you know. Cuz I just feel like it doesn't teach people how to set a boundary of like when am I doing work? I go to school for 6 hours and then I got to come home and do well, homework? That's the listen, but so that's kind of like the whole you know, um what do they what do they call it? That's the whole bullshit about school, right? It's like it's they're, they're like they say that it's supposed to be you're not really going to school, you're just being taught how to work. Yes, you're being taught how to be yeah, a worker. To being taught how to be a worker, yeah. and being bringing work home and working at home is a is very similar to the actual workforce now. Yeah. So it's almost like you're, you know you're a worker in training, but mm. yeah. Um, and for some people, you know, all right, fine. You know, if if that's too much of a thing where you can't, you know, not do work at home because you, it's just you have a lot of responsibilities, then maybe agree not to bring home work home on the weekends. You know, just draw a hard line somewhere where work is just not part of that home life. And you'll be surprised how much more of a diverse life you might find yourself having. Yeah, a lot of people now are actually even struggling with setting boundaries even more because a lot of people are working from home. Yeah, that's... They're working more than they did when they were in the office because they're like, I'm home, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, that's... uh, That that became a really interesting situation. Yeah, people are like, I love this, but I'm actually... I never stop working. You never stop working. It's just so easy to just... And then you're kind of expected to do more because you're not spending time commuting, Right. And so it, there's oh, just kind of like this, there's like this gray area of like, where, you know, where, where do I draw the line? And so if you're not, if you feel uncomfortable setting a boundary, then y- you might want to do some serious self-reflecting because you're, you're, you're really, in my personal opinion, you're struggling with having work like balance, life balance you really you're you're so bl- blinded and focused on being a performer and a top performer at that and a good employee that other things are suffering other things are suffering right you're there's other things that require your focus and when you're so f- hyper focused on one thing you lose sight of other things yeah now your relationship can be something that's heavily affected by not having work-life balance. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, significant other, a husband, whatever you want to call it, that person is immediately affected by you being hyper-focused at work and not having a work-life balance. Yeah. Because... I'm just saying I can speak... I don't mean to cut... I speak firsthand. Even when I used to war over this. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to just dive in at work trying to be employee of the month whatever if that's you know a thing at your job or trying to move up in the corporate ladder so that you know you're a top performer and you're going above and beyond what the other people around you are doing and that pretty much consists of you giving up time that you're not being paid for to show how committed you are to what it is that you're doing the problem with that is again you're taking commitment away from those around you and you're doing it in the, 
in the time that you're supposed to be doing it with them, right? When you're at work, you're at work, and you're not devoting any time to your personal life or your loved ones or your family. But when you're at home, you're taking time from your loved ones at home and devoting it to work. That's kind of like a slap in the face. Yeah. And listen, and I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and knock anybody for doing it because I did it. I am guilty of this. My victim is right here, right next to me. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm speaking from hindsight and experience. Oh, uh, your victim. That my, sounds kind of depressing. Listen, you were, uh, let me tell you, we got into it a lot, a lot. about yeah. how committed I was to work, how much Evo time. used to only take one week of vacation a year for like. For years. Like a, like a decade? Yeah, an easy 10 years. And I want to say for five of those years, I was working six days a week. Oh, my God. And 60 hours was a base for me a week. Base. It was, it was bad. Yeah. That but was Those were my base weeks. I think the only solace that I had at that time was is that I wasn't working as much as you, but I was like so focused on my career that it was, there were moments where I, I didn't have the time to focus on like us not being spending quality time. Yeah. So it's important to make time for each other. And I'm and I'm saying this because I no longer hold that work position anymore. I came to the realization that I was sacrificing a lot in the name of success. So it's something to think about. If 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 you're if you feel like that you're not connected to your significant other, it may be because you're spending a lot of time focusing on work. I thought that and I'm sure a lot of people can identify with me on this. I thought that hey, I'm providing i'm working i'm not out there doing drugs and drinking you know i'm at work like what do you want from me woman you know like why is it that it's a problem for me to work and come home and bring home the bread and you know and uh, all these things that i just thought were like a man was supposed to do right which there's nothing wrong with that they're supposed to right yes understood but they're also supposed to be a husband they're also supposed to be a father they're also supposed to be a friend and a lover and, uh, you know, um, a shoulder to lean on. You're so, it's just a whole nother person is needed from you and from me, actually. And I wasn't being that person. It got to the point where I, you tolerated it for a long time because I, I was so blinded by the success that I was achieving at work that you couldn't tell me that I had to slow down. Yeah. Because this is a level of of success that I had never achieved before, right? Yeah, I think that that's another thing that people can get so drawn into, right? When you're when you're committing yourself to work and you're actually succeeding, the 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 victory in the success becomes almost addicting. It becomes like a drug. You have to keep going and getting more and getting it higher to another level to feed your own ego. And because I was so high on that energy. There, you couldn't tell me that I was doing any wrong. Mm. There's no way something that felt so right could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But yet it was. Yeah, you it know? was. Um, you're, sit, you're, you're talking and I'm like zoning out thinking about like. Yes. I'm like taking myself back to that time. And I remember just feeling like. Why, why be in a relationship if we're not relating to one another? Yeah, and I kid you not. And. And I'm going to share this with you all so that hopefully you'll never be in the position where you're having this conversation that I had. I came home one day and 
the fighting and the yelling and the arguing was all burnt out of her. It was gone. The yeah. flame had died into a little red amber coal. And as she sat there and crackled like a, like a dying fire, she whispered into my ear, I love you, but what's the love if you're not home? The fire is about to go out, Evo, and you're not going to be here to see it. And the thought of the thing that warmed me the most when I was at home, the thought of that not being in any, any not being there anymore rocked me to my core. And that was the moment that the brakes got put on mm. this kid right here. And I then <laughs> had a really, really um, big awakening and decided that it's time to scale back. And yeah. it was the best thing that I ever did. Yeah. I still have to pull evil away from things, so. But yeah, he's but so it's not much, as bad as it yeah, used to be. Yeah, no, he. Um, I commend him, and I'm grateful for his his push in the other direction. Because you know, there are many times what I said to him that still couldn't have meant enough for someone, but it was for you. And like I said, you know, I also was very immersed in my career, and I said that in the beginning, you know. So I don't want to like, you know make it seem like this unbalanced work life that we had was all on you I definitely took part in it I just think that when you're reflecting now you can see you know everything is how do you say it everything yeah, hindsight is 2020 20, you know 2020 yeah um but I know that there are people in this position where maybe when you do bring this to your partner's attention or your significant other's attention and you say to them, hey, you know, the time for home is important to me and they don't find it as important as you do, then that's maybe something that you need to consider if you want a future with this person. I must consider. I must consider. <laughs> I must contemplate. I must contemplate. Um, another way to... <laughs> I'm just going to keep going here. <laughs> Another way to um, find balance uh, between you and work and your home life is um, making sure that you don't drift too far away from your partner, your significant other. And one way to, or a couple ways to do that is by scheduling personal time between the two of you that is uh, that involves relaxing and um, intimacy. And that could be something as simple as taking a walk. I had never realized how important just going for a walk and talking yeah. could be until we started doing it. Yeah, I love it. Um, and I know it's like, all right. It sounds kind of cheesy. It sounds cheesy. And I sit back and I think about, I think about the time that, I think about the time before we actually started going on these walks. And my mental space at that time, if I had to sit there and think about going on a walk, fuck, go on a walk. What the fuck do I need to go on a walk for? Like, we could sit right here and talk. But then after like, after like, a, a, you know, the first two or three times, then I started to really appreciate the, you know, just the being outside and walking around and being away from everything that reminds me of work, work or responsibilities or which is, you know, which which is the of, idea. A lot of that stuff is at home, right? So the idea is, which I couldn't see before, is to get out of that environment and just put yourself in a place where it's just you two. Mm -hmm. And so the ability to focus on each other is amplified at that point. Yep. Right? And 
it creates balance, right? Yeah. You're you're building this energy between you and your significant other that a lot of times is depleted when you're hyper-focused on work. And this can also be done with your children if you have children. Yes. Get outside with them. Just, just take a walk with them. We took our daughter hiking a lot this summer. And it was great because we just did that. There were just a lot of moments where we were just out in the woods just talking, looking at things, making jokes about yeah. things that we saw. And we were so immersed in each other's conversation and each other's presence that we were really sharing quality time. So now when I do need to step away from work, I just feel like I have really filled up our children and my husband's cup with time and, and love that when I step away, I'm like, yo, see you later, my guy. I'll be back in a couple of days. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you don't feel that like that pull of, of guilt like mm -hmm. oh god because it's not balanced i'm really striving hard it's not perfect but there is that i have that time and energy yeah. for my personal life yeah another another like really easy and simple thing is like to schedule a movie night oh yeah we do that a lot we do that a lot right we, or we a buy the night. big box of popcorn from costco right <laughs> and this is more directed towards the people that are really out there like fucking working hard right and you're in a space where you're barely doing anything but working coming home taking care of responsibilities going to sleep and then rinse and repeat the next day yeah. right if this is your day-to-day -day, it is very important to at, at a minimum just start to carve out time for some of these simple things you yeah. know even 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 a, uh, a game night you know You'd be surprised. Yeah, we love to play games. You'd be surprised how much your partner will light up if you it just, you know, if you can share a couple laughs, you know, yeah. on a silly little game. Especially if you take the time to find out or implement a game or a movie that is of interest to you or your partner, something that you share. So, for example, um, more recently, we just watched the entire Harry Potter series with our daughter because she showed an interest in it. And we decided as a family that we were going to do that. Or there's been times with friends of mine where we love to watch movies. So we played a game that was about movies called Cinephile. So if you take the time to maybe build in a game or a movie that is of interest of your partner, your children, it really feels like, again, like you're yeah. spending quality time. You're... Um, sharing moments together. It's not just some meaningless experience that you're having and in the end you're going to walk away from it and there's nothing going to be of quality because um, I think that that's the point. Yeah. You know? 100%. So. Was that the um, last of what you had? Uh, no, I, I mean, think we're getting... Yeah, I got a few more but it seems like, you know, we look like we're kind of running uh, tight on time here. So, um, I'm just going to go with one last one. Sure. I think that this one is super important. It's really like the the nail on the nail in the coffin mm. when it comes to creating work life balance, and that is um, to communicate openly and honestly with one another. Um, you know, good communication is for us. I know we can we can attest to this. Is the staple of being able to balance each other's needs, mm -hmm. feelings, and emotions, um, and one uh, you know when i say 
speak honestly and clearly, you know, I mean, being direct in, in what it is that you want mm-hmm. and what it is that you feel, um, you know, being assertive with the things that you need. And at the same time, having an open ear to listen to your partner mm-hmm. so that you're able to evaluate the way that they feel and show them consideration for what it is that they may be needing from you at that moment. These these moments, I know for us, have been like the building blocks of, of the foundation that we stand on. Yeah, and there's actually been times where I have been assertive and we have had to reconvene on a conversation. Yeah. And also with Evo, where we have been very adamant about what one of the other needs and at that particular moment, when it's being said, the other partner doesn't fully grasp what is being said. And we will say, um, I need to take a rain check. And I need to come back to this. Yeah. But when I come back, I'm going to have thought about what it is that you have said to me and considered some solutions or some ideas as to how we can tackle this because it's not always that perfect. And if I'm we and, and you know, real talk. Um, you know, sometimes these can lead to arguments, yeah. but that's oh, yeah. going to happen in a relationship with a family. You know, you're going to, it can get heated at times, but if you're always seeking a solution rather than trying to be right or get what you want, if solution is the goal, then you'll be okay. Agreed. Right? Agreed. hundred percent. Right, right, right. <laughs> Happy wife, happy life. No, I'm just joking. Uh, there's, you know, there's one for a husband, and I. Really, what is it? I'm. Like, you don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure how it goes, so I'm not gonna like just try to <laughs> chop it up and say it all fucked up. But there is one. <laughs> okay, and, so and it's a good one. Leave that for episode 112. Yeah, definitely will. Um, so yeah, like like I always say, I always enjoy having these conversations with you. I hope that you, ladies and gentlemen out there, hope having enjoy having these conversations with us. Um, cause if not, then we're just talking to nobody. <laughs> and that's, listen, that's okay. I mean, I love just coming down here and, you know, chopping it up with you and chopping talk, it up. Yeah, talking about stuff that you know, that's, we feel it's important not only to us, but to other people. And I mean, listen, yeah. at the end of the day, I've always been a firm believer that if I can get, if, if I can share my my journey and my experiences and if it could just help one person and i know this sounds cliche and i know this sounds poetic but it's not but it's not for, uh, for evo especially for not, not for me i'm i'm always willing to share my life experiences and things that you know that have been helpful to me in order to hopefully guide someone through yeah. difficulties that they're going through and if i could do just that then you know the things that i've gone through they're not in vain and so that's why i'm here that's why i show up yeah you know that's not why I show up, but I, I commend you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It is called Shit Talk Fridays. Yeah. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. We always enjoy being here, having these conversations with you. Until, yo, until next Friday, ladies next and gentlemen. Friday. Oh, wait, real quick. It's my birthday month, so mm-hmm. get ready. My birthday is like in two weeks. Yep. Um, until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Peace, peace out. out.